0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly Call 1-800-858-858. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver.
2: Yes, hello. Welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hayes will be with you. And Paul, we have sport to talk about. How fantastic is this? We thought we might not get any. The AFL came to our rescue on Wednesday night. We have sport to talk about as I was like, welcome
0: you and Good morning. How are you? Going very well, Beaver. Great to be back on the airwaves with you. Yeah, it's been a really tough week for everybody out there. No doubt about that. And the AFL, I guess they've been the saviour, haven't they, to give us something to watch on sport. I know it's only a small thing for all those people out there doing it tough with what's going on with the coronavirus, but we love it. And we've had two games so far. I do want to go into a bit more detail about uh, whether the situation, the change of fixture, Though it's now going to be a bit on the fly, whether that has changed some of your predictions. I want to do that a little bit later, but we always like to start with our big call, don't we? We do like to start with our big call. Before we
2: get to that, I think it's important. I think people at times like these underestimate the role that sport plays in a society as a distraction Mm. from other things that are going on, whether that's uh, health-wise, whether that's financial, whether it's anything else uh, of those factors. So I'm glad we've got the AFL Hayes. As you said, the big call what have you got for us? B- blow my mind to start the show here. I'm
0: going massive here. You're this massive! Is huge. Oh, how The outlandish. Perth Wildcats are the best sporting team oh, are you ever. Joking? Here in Australia, Are I can't joking? talk about the rest of the world because I don't you know joking? all the competitions over there. Are you joking? But how good is this Wildcats team? They've got oh, ten championships. Fresh now. off, it's fresh off another championship during the week. Hayes with the big call that they're the best. Oh, mate. fourth in five years, third time back to back. I think they've only been in the competition for thirty-four years, mm-hmm. so it's almost thirty-three percent they're running at. They've got superstars across every line. Bryce Cotton. We talk about him. He was the MVP. What about what he's done in his short time here in the NBL? Four seasons, three championships, two times he's been the league MVP, two times now he's been the finals MVP. Are we? Is it a big call to say that he's the greatest player in this competition ever?
2: Uh, skill-wise, I think you could probably make an argument. Whether or not the longevity is there, yeah, I don't know. But let, let's look at it just from a Wildcats point of view. If you're talking... Uh, the Wildcats, and where does he rank on their players, taking into account everything, longevity, talent, amount of championships, MVPs. Do you put him above Sean Redditch? Yeah. Do you put him above Ricky Grace?
0: Well, he's a better player than Ricky
2: Grace. Mm-hmm. But that's not what but I'm asking. he didn't asking. play in, for as in, long. In its totality, who do, who do you put him ahead of Ricky Grace? No. It's difficult because, again, you've got to weigh everything up. Talent-wise, I think I, I watch him and I go, the shots that he makes – if I was a coach, I'd be dragging him to the pine because he shouldn't be taking them. But he, he takes them, he makes them. Uh, he's a phenomenal player, and we see guys come back from the NBA. We saw Andrew Bogut obviously playing for the Kings, and they still don't have systems that can contain someone like Bryce Cotton.
0: You love your NBA. I do. Why is this guy not playing in the NBA? Surely he's better than most of the guys that are sitting on the pine. I think about Patty Mills. If Patty Mills played in the NBL, would he be as good as what we've seen from Bryce Cotton? Um, um probably not
2: as a, a scorer or a shot maker but i think he'd have a similar impact and i think we see this with guys Aaron Brooks who we didn't get to see a lot of this season in the nbl cuz he had an injury but he was playing for illawarra he was that same type of guy he was putting up 20 a game which again the comparable numbers to what um to what Bryce Cotton's putting up but the difference is that Aaron Brooks was in the nba and then lost his ability to play in the nba or nobody wanted him i'm not really sure of the details of that but the issue i think with Bryce Cotton is a little bit of if you're not drafted straight out of college lot of teams, it's very difficult to break that threshold and get into a team. And the other thing is that for a two-guard, because he's not a point guard, he's not a distributor, he's a scorer. For a two-guard, he's probably a little bit undersized the way mm. that the NBA is played at the moment. And he's athletic in
0: the NBL, but the NBA is a whole different realm of athleticism. The other star was Nick Kay. through the final series. We saw him do very well for the Boomers, and he'll go to the Olympics. I've got no doubt about that. Why isn't he in the NBA? Um, I think... There's a difference between...
2: I think a lot of people in the NBL play him as a as four or a power forward. He doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the strength to compete at the NBA in that level. He's not athletic enough to play at the three. He's in an awkward position where he's almost a stretch four, but you can't actually put him in the paint and rebound against some of the guys that play in the NBA. But when he played in the
0: World Cup, what position did he play and who did he play against?
2: Well, this is what we're saying. So FIBA basketball is a completely different game. Different rules, different athletes, different model of play than the NBA is. The NBA is built on athleticism and raw talent, whereas some of the other games like FIBA is built on fundamental basketball passing Uh, running sets and things like that. So that's where I think Nick Kaye, unfortunately, falls down. As great a player as he is, there's plenty more to come here on Off The Bench.
0: Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob
2: Beaver. Welcome back to Off The Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday, Hayes, the AFL. It's up and running a couple of games done and dusted. Interesting to see them with no fans. Uh, It's really interesting to see what you can hear in the commentators. They... I don't know if they sound as good. I'm looking forward to hearing what you can deliver tomorrow in front of an empty Optus stadium, but talk us through what your thoughts are on this AFL season, the way that it's been slapped together at uh, almost the last minute to, to make something
0: happen. Yeah, it's a great result that we're actually playing. There's going to be challenges, no doubt, throughout the year. And as we know, if there is a coronavirus infection within the AFL playing group, then it will be tools down for a period of time. I think we all expect that at some stage. But does it change the way we think about our predictions? Last week, we sat here, we went through all of our predictions. You had – who did you have? I had Brisbane finishing on top. Mm. I had Brisbane winning the flag. So, I think looking at that, without knowing the schedule, because it might not be even, you might have teams that come over here and play the West Coast Eagles and Frio in the space of four days. So, for that team that you've selected from Melbourne, you know, are they really going to win both of those on the road? It's going to be more difficult because you're playing against the two teams here that are – you would think fresher. Likewise, when the Dockers go over to Adelaide, they might play Port Adelaide and Adelaide. Is that in their favor? I just think it's very hard right now to actually determine how this season is going to play out and what effect it's going to have. This is interesting
2: because you have a similar situation with a lot of uh, the East coast teams in the NBA. They come to Los Angeles, they play the Clippers, then the Lakers, sometimes vice versa. So you go, is there an advantage to playing one team over the other first? Because theoretically the Mm. second team gets a team who's already been beaten up on the road. So, Look, it's interesting. I don't know what the AFL can do at this stage. They look at it and they go, 17 rounds, everyone plays each other once. We all sit there and tick and go, oh, yes, finally, there's a fair fixture. And then you bring up things like this and you go, oh, no, it's it's probably not. Because if you, I don't know, is there going to be a situation where the Eagles and Dockers are going to be on the road for three weeks and they do both Queensland teams, both Sydney teams, then do a halfway stop back in Adelaide and come back and then they don't leave Perth for four weeks. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a
0: possibility and then there's a possibility that we take a three, four, five month hiatus as well. You don't know what's going to have happen to the playing group. I think we knew going into this season, Fremantle and the Bombers were the two teams that had most of the injuries but if we take a hiatus next week and we come back in a month's time then all of a sudden you're going to have teams with all of their players available so it changes your mindset as well. Now on the back of what the Perth Wildcats were awarded this year they got their 10th NBL championship we know that it was the right decision by the NBL this is the best sporting franchise in Australia just to be clear yeah that is good to hear that you were listening (laughs) what happens in the AFL and this is a real possibility and I'm going to put this question to the AFL next week if we get to 14 rounds and then that's it it might be November December we've run out of time we can't get a final series who is going to be awarded the premier for that year
2: I highly doubt the AFL has made any comment on this. Uh, Do they need to? Because it's a real possibility. Not, not yet. I don't think they need to yet. If they're aiming to get a 17-round season plus the, the final, as it's currently structured, that's what they're aiming for. And the other thing I'd say is if you get to December, why, why can't you roll it into January? Hypothetically, if you, if, if you need to, if you need to wait a couple of weeks, roll it into January and then take your six weeks off at the end of January because we don't even start the regular season again
0: until the end of March. Well, there's so many machinations with that because you've got delistings that normally happen through that period. Mm-hmm. You've got the draft. What happens and when does that happen this year? It, it's going to be a nightmare for the AFL to navigate through, but it's better than the alternative because without footy, I had... Grave fears for the future of AFL and many of the clubs too. I did hear Eddie Maguire talking about a line of credit potentially from the Victorian government. So not a handout, but a big line of credit to try and help the AFL and the clubs get through this period if that does occur, that they don't have revenue coming in. Just quietly though, how much line of
2: credit do you think the governments have at the moment giving everything that they're needing to fund to help society generally without the realm of sport?
0: Yeah, but I think with the AFL industry, it does service so many. So it's not a handout. It's not free money. It'll be a loan. It's it's a loan, and it's on a guarantee that you'll pay it back over a period of time. Just the alternative is probably going to cost you that sort of money anyway. This is Off the Bench, The Dig, coming up next. Off the Bench with
2: Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before
0: you dig. The essential first step.
2: Ah, yes, it is that time of the week. We sit down, we rack our brains, and we come up with something that has annoyed us. Taking the PI55, maybe, Just, just something that... Got on our goat this week, Paul Hazeby. What have you got for well,
0: us? Well, normally we go hard in this segment, but I've decided to take a different tack this week because there's enough negativity out there, isn't there, in society? <laughs> Bringing an anti-dig. I'm not an anti-dig, but I'm having a go at the Olympic Games, the AOC, the IOC, as well. Now, how long until the Olympics are supposed to be played? Roughly 14 weeks. Roughly. 14 weeks. Now, most of the advice that we've been receiving from our government, and I imagine every other government around the world, is around six months, isn't it? Regarding to coronavirus, it could be up to six months. Now, do they just need to make the decision? I think we all know deep down it's so unlikely that this is going to happen. And I think for everybody involved, the health and safety of the athletes and also everybody over there in Japan as well, why not just delay it? Let's put it back 12 months Maybe two years, if you need to, to give everybody that pre-season or that opportunity to get themselves cherry ripe for this Olympic Games. Because right now, if you're an athlete, you're probably thinking, well, do I want to go first and foremost because of your health and safety? Second, do I want to go to a place where it might not be that well attended? It might be like the AFL Games where we're seeing no crowds there. Is that what you want for your big Olympic Games? And for some, it might be their last one. I just think they need to make a decision right now, Beef. I'm I'm not – I don't agree with you
2: because the IOC in Japan have invested God knows how many tens of billions of dollars.
0: Exactly. That's my argument.
2: Hayes, what I'm saying is that we don't know what's going to happen. Supposedly, China's rates are going down. There's people recovering. It's no longer the epicenter that it once was. So, and that's what, over eight to 10 weeks? And we're talking about 14 weeks into the future. If you're an athlete – qualification events being disrupted, I understand that point of view. But if you're an athlete, you're training the same way that you've been training regardless. I don't think they need to make a call on this now. What's changing? At the moment, we heard um, Ian Chesterman speak earlier in the week, chef to mission for the AOC. He said, like, we're looking at charter flights. We're looking at all those things. So those types of things are... are For the athletes. For for the athletes, so. So you think think they're happy to go with a silent Olympics? I don't think they're happy about it, but I'm saying if... If if Japan or the IOC says it's going ahead, do you really think that any nation is going to turn around and say we're not going?
0: Do you think they're going to make their billion dollars back if there's a silent Olympics because nobody's coming into the country and Olympics are all about that? That's true, but I think
2: there's enough money in the TV rights to continue it, broadcasting rights especially. I do
0: agree. It would be a massive celebration from a TV point of view if we do all come out of this on the right side and the death rate is not too high. I get that point, but... From an athlete's point of view, you know, you put so much work into the Olympics, you want it to be special. And I just feel right now it's not going to be special because there will be some athletes that say, I don't want to do it. The Sydney Kings didn't want to do it. And that was this week. Yeah, no, that's fair
2: enough. But who's to say that in 10 weeks from now, we all emerge from our isolation or our lockdown or whatever the situation is. And we go, do you know what? The rates are nearly down or maybe we've got a vaccine or maybe we've got this or that or maybe heaven forbid that we isolate the athletes exactly like the Avel's doing now, and we just say, okay, it's a silent games. Do you really think people are going to turn around who have been training for three and a half to four years to this point, and they're going to say, I'm going to throw in my chance at a gold medal for another four years?
0: No, not I, another I, four I, years. I'm saying postpone, put it back 12 no, months. But
2: this is what I'm saying, though. But if they go ahead, I don't think there's going to be athletes that are pulling out. If it, I do, I reckon they would I don't think they would well, We be.
0: saw it this week. The Sydney Kings did not want to come. But
2: this is at the start of... Australia's coronavirus journey, theoretically, at least. I'm not a health expert by any means. But I think 14 weeks down the track, if we get to a climate where they go, do you know what? We've got a solution or we've got this, we've got that. Or the rate is so minuscule. I I honestly think that they will go ahead. I think they need to make a decision in it, let's say, in the next six weeks. By the middle of May. By the middle of May, I think they need to have a concrete decision one way or another. But I don't think they need to come out right now and cancel it. This is Off the Bench. All the latest odds from Sportsbet coming up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, welcome back to Off the Bench. Time now to get the latest sporting odds. Thanks to Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We turn our attention
1: to Nathan Brown. How are you, Brownie? Yeah, good boys. Very good. Strange old weekend for the AFL, but let's have a really good look at it because West Coast up against Melbourne. The Eagles are $1. thirty-four at the moment. The Demons $3.18 and The Demons have had a pretty good uh, off-season. Probably they're themselves traveling in round one with no crowd over there, but uh, West Coast certainly should be able to get the job done. First goal scorer, Kennedy at seven, Darling 750, Waterman 14, Ryan 15, and Jamie Cripps 17. I don't mind the Jamie Cripps one. And uh, look, we've adjusted all our disposal markets, but to get 30 or more disposals, Paddy Cripps did it Friday night. Andrew Gaff 260, Tim Kelly 420, Dom Sheed, 450, But I reckon if you wanted to have a same-game multi, I'd be putting those disposal markets into 20 or 25 or more disposals. So, I mean, if you had a same-game multi with Tim Kelly and uh, and Dom Sheed and Luke Shuey, all to get 20 or more disposals, that's getting you around $2.40 in a same-game multi. So, if you keep those wins short and simple, 20-plus disposals, they're pretty gettable.
2: Brownie, let's take a look at the NRL. Run us through some of the games happening tomorrow.
1: Yeah, the NRL uh, certainly they're playing on as we as we speak. To West Tigers up against Newcastle Knights, a dollar ninety each of two, and Parramatta travel to Gold Coast Titans. Titans are three dollars. Parramatta Eels are a dollar thirty eight.
2: Let's take a look at the Perth Glory taking on Western United. This game postponed from today. It will now be played on Monday. What are the markets saying? They've
1: had another win for a while, Perth Glory, but they did have the draw. A dollar fifty seven, four dollars thirty three is the draw, and then West United. $6. So, uh, that's where it sits. We've also got a, uh, a market there. Um, uh, They'll be, all be void if that doesn't go ahead again. But Perth Glory, you'd think this is one to put in your multis for the weekend. $1.57 up against Western United. They're not going that well at the moment. United, they're at
2: $6. Let's take a look finally at some
1: racing action before we let you go. Well, it's a r- ripping day up in Sydney. There's five group ones up in Sydney and the feature probably is The Golden Slipper over 1,200 metres. Farnan is the favourite. $5.50 into $4.80. Has to get past Tagaloa, which won the Blue Diamond. That's been solid around $5. The forgotten horse in all of this has been Hanseatic. Hanseatic won its first three races unbelievably well. Then did get beaten by Tagaloa in the Blue Diamond, but it was only a length. Hanseatic out to $7, gets the outside barrier, and they think with all the rain in Sydney, the inside barriers might be chopped up a bit, so... Manciatic, for me, just sits a couple of pairs or even three pairs back, $7.2.50. I think it's a pretty good each-way bet. And then in Melbourne, our best of the day comes up in race number eight called Diamond Effort. It's number 15. It's around four sixty dollars 60 at $1.90 the place at the moment. You're almost getting your money back if you go each-way, but that's our best of the day. Go to our markets, have a look at all the other races, five group ones in Sydney. It's going to be a massive day. Brownie, appreciate your time. Gamble responsibly,
2: guys. That was Nathan Brown from Sportsbet. You can combine your favourite AFL markets into one bet for bigger odds with Sportsbet's same-game multi. And as always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And Hayes, before we go, something that has been lost a little bit uh, from the week and all the focus on the AFL, the NRL, the Olympics, is the
0: AFLW, which is is still happening. It's been emotional. Some, It's been emotional, Beaver, because when the announcement happened uh, – Gil McLaughlin said there was only going to be four teams in the finals. But, in fact, he got that wrong. It's eight teams. We've got the Kangaroos taking on Collingwood. I'm going for the Kangaroos in that one. The Giants up against Melbourne. I think Melbourne will win. The Dockers get an easy game, I think, against Gold Coast at home. Should win that. And Carlton and Brisbane rounded out. I think Carlton will win that game. But it's great to see that they did continue with the AFLW because I've been pretty excited this year about what they've been able to put out on the park.
2: Uh, a final and a late big call. Will Fremantle win their first ever premiership through the AFLW competition this season?
0: No. Oh. North Melbourne are the team to beat. Oh, there we go. Paul Hazelby and Rob
2: Beaver. This has been another edition of Off the Bench. Looking forward to your company again next Saturday.